Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well, and your 2022 fantasy footy season is already underway. At time of recording, we have got one game locked in. Teams for the Thursday nights are also out in terms of officially confirmed. We've seen a couple of debutantes that are getting confirmed through the week, but as yet, the Friday and the weekend teams are yet to be officially announced. But we thought we'd jump on and have a quick episode with you because a lot has happened in the past 48 hours. Joining me on this episode is Rids. Hello, buddy. How are you? Hey, buddy. How you going, mate? I'm good, man. Like I said, so much has happened. Cash cows have been confirmed. Players that we thought were safe in teams are not premiums have been some have done exactly what we thought they'd be others have not there's been some injuries there's been some laid outs and this is all before the second game of footy's got underway yeah what a way to start mate and i'm i mean we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now like that wednesday game fixture was Mm. always going to be nasty you know what i mean yeah so we don't have the visibility on who's in who's not who's like the debutantes we don't know like we often with the Thursdays we're okay, but Wednesdays yeah. really throw that spanner, you know. And so round one Wednesday though throws an extra spanner of mm. you're pretty much picking your team with no visibility of who's yeah. You've got visibility of four of the eighteen teams and a couple of cows that have been announced on socials. That's it. Yeah, but even that, MJ, you think about what happened in the Western Bulldogs game. There was multiple yeah. changes. After the announcement. So, That's true. I mean, even that, at least we know they're sort of, we know what we're getting into. Like, yep. you know, but I mean, we're, there's still likely to be changes and multiple over the way. And we've seen with COVID, isn't that crazy? Like, we're only just saying, like, and we're thinking that we're getting out of this as a society, yeah. <laughs> that we're going to have a full season of AFL uninterrupted. Reality is, of course, it's going to be interrupted. We're just going to have to deal with it the best we can. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but also there's so much still to come in the round. There's some teams that have kind of had one, two, three players play. Others, maybe nothing um, just yet. I don't think that's the normative. I think someone, um, for the most teams, has a bulldog or a demon, let alone multiple of in their team. But there's absolutely going to be teams that have that. There's some players that are locked in, some structures are locked in. Um, I want to come back to the ruck discussion with you for just a hot minute. Um, for twofold reasons. Um, I want to talk about Max Gorn for a minute because I want to affirm people that made the choice for Gorn what the correct process they need to bank in on is now. And for those that haven't locked in Gorn and a quote-unquote set-and-forget structure, what they do. So let's come back to this um, format for format. Gorn was under what owners were certainly hoping. I thought he looked quite good from a footballing perspective. He didn't score great from a fantasy score, but if that's his basement, then that's that's not a bad game, is it? I'll tell you what, MJ. He scored, I think it was 79 in the AF and Dream Team. Um, but he's had six free kicks against. He's, yeah. I don't know how many times I saw him look like he was going to take a clear, uncontested mark and the ball either went over his head or a teammate mm. jumped in front of him. Um, I mean... And also on the flip side, he kicked that beautiful goal from outside yeah, that was very nice. in the last quarter. 
But I mean, there was nothing wrong with the, what I saw from he the looked, eye test. And he got 90 odd in super coach, which yeah, again, that's if that's it. your bad game, oh, we're fine. We, we're likely to be talking at the end of the year that, um, and I mean, we've been pretty open with having um, like doubts around what could happen and what couldn't. Sure. But we saw it last night. Okay. He, he spent large time on ground across the game. He spent large minutes in the ruck mm-hmm. and then he went forward. The one thing that we didn't see that we saw a bit at times last year was him go behind the ball. Yeah, not too um, much. There was a bit of it, but yeah. not heaps. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. But, um, and I mean, usually, okay, people um, people have the thought process that, you know, Tim English, like mm. the good rucks beat up on him a little bit due to the history. But the thing is, Tim English is probably the biggest story. Gorn, if you've started with Gorn, beautiful. Don't move. Stick with it. AF, potentially, if you're wanting to make a quick cash grab. But they do play Gold Coast next week anyway, so he's likely to score. I just couldn't get around that in AF. Like, in AF, you've picked it. Again, super coach, you shouldn't even be worried. Yeah, it's a 90, but whatever. DT and AF, you've picked this guy at the top end of his price because you intend is to hold him for the year. You'll yeah, lose 20, 30 And game. forget, MJ, set That's and the point. forget. That doesn't yes. mean one poor score you trade. Correct. He is set and forget. So you yeah. just stick with him now. You're that's done. The, that's what you did. Yeah, you've, which you've is made, fine. And it's okay, you know. Yeah. Like, he scored 80 in AF, Rodeo. So if he comes out next week and scores 120, which is very likely, Absolutely. he's still averaging 100 for the year. Yeah. And, and Do we really want to be moving someone on that's actually got that high end about them? The so price only matters decision, once you trade them out. 100%. So once you've made that decision to go with that and that's what's comfortable, Commit. who cares about what happens Commit in one it. round? Doesn't matter. Does not matter. So, And I mean, that's fine. But I, I'm not going to tell you not to trade. If you want to trade and it made you absolutely sick and you just couldn't stand it, well, knock yourself out. Go trade. Sure. But the thing is, okay, if you you came up with that strategy, just do it. Commit like, to back the it in. Give it more than one round, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So so for coaches that aren't pursuing the set and forget ruck strategy, and again, the popular duo is Grundy and Gorn across the formats. Like I said, a super coach, I don't think it's relevant around that. But for those that have got a Gorn and value or a Grundy and value, even a Darcy and value um, in super coach, what do we now look at at this R2 position for those that aren't locked into the set and forget? Because what this has done for us, and maybe it's also time to bring in the vice-captaincy loophole here. If you've put it on a McRae, if you've put it on a Petrarca, probably the best two, and maybe if you're a Bailey Smith owner, well done, Nostradamus. But does now a non-playing ruck and some other value rucks become really important to us this week. Jeez, I can't believe I'm going to say this, MJ, but don't you reckon that Proust now becomes even more relevant than what he did when he was playing? Yeah, quite He becomes possibly. more relevant right now because if you've got the VC on, let's say, Petrarca, okay, yep. or McRae, you'd be mad if you don't explore that option and you've got that still movable piece at um that gone r2 r3 kind of thing yeah you know 
why not? Because, I mean, let's trust what we saw with Proust in that practice game. He looked absolutely outstanding. He looks like he's going to be a good scorer. The only doubt we have really is over his body or the mm-hmm. coach. Like, that's about as far as we go. So, I mean, this opens up a world of opportunity if you don't go this way. Now, NAF especially. Mm. Now, I saw a figure last night. I was saying, talking to you and the lads last night. 57%, just under 57% had locked in Gorn. It's a lot that means of money. There's, that's 43% of people okay, of the comp, okay, they've now got an opportunity to, to take another approach to and to explore what this means. Yeah. Well, you can actually attack, yeah? Yeah. So there is a world here that Jack Hayes plays on a Friday night. You can have him as R3. Yeah, And you could very well see if you're happy to take a 40 or 50 from Jack Hayes. I mean, God forbid, he might even get a 60. Who knows? Yeah. And Jay and like, I mean, if you can get that out of Jack Hayes and you can cool. spread that cash around the field and shore up a couple of lines that have taken a bit of a hit, mm. um, why not explore it now? This is, this is one of the benefits of not locking that cash in after the first game. So well, not to explore it is absolutely madness to me. We, we've got some really good options for us in that position. I, I've been on the Soldo train a little bit. And, and look, that's still an avenue if you're really desperate. But I think there are two in AFL fantasy to consider for that fieldable spot. One is Braden Proust. And I'm keen on your take in a minute about whether it's worth copping the red dot to get the captaincy score. And that is on the premise of, of Hayes at R3 and what he scores. The secondary option is Max Lynch is going to be, a, at the very least, a one-week plug-and-play sort of option for you there with no McAvoy out with um, health and safety protocols. 12 months ago, he played a couple of games for Collingwood, scored a 55 and a 68 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Again, we're only talking purely about AFL Fantasy at the moment. He's a comparable price to Proust and Solder, and he's the number one ruck. So, so there are options for us through this position to redistribute the cash if we need it. So what you need to do is if you are going to go and explore, you need to work out the timings of when the rookie plays at R3 to when the the other guy will play. So, I mean, you just mentioned him, Max Lynch, okay? It absolutely works a treat. You've got Jack Hayes playing Friday. You've got Max Lynch playing on the Sunday. So, and you've got Max Lynch really playing against the young ruck contingent plus an old dinosaur, um, of Coleman Jones and mm. um, Cherry. Yeah. So they, it is actually really looking as very favourable. Now, Soldo doesn't work, though, does he? No, Because Soldo's anymore. got the Thursday game. So unless you're going to put Soldo at R3, but that doesn't make sense when you've already got other R. And we're, again, we're, we're making the assumption that Hayes gets named and Dixon gets named sure. and everything else. But if, if Hayes gets named, you've got possibilities here and i don't think you'd be crazy i think you'd be crazy to not explore it like this is where 50 percent 57 percent of the comp have copped 79 points in afl fantasy mm-hmm. from a nine hundred thousand dollar outlay now yep. again this is all one game okay one so week. we're trying it's to predict fine. yeah but if you've got that free cash and you can get, um, let's just say, um, who's in the back line that's popular? A Sicily up Sicily. to 
up to uh, Aaron Hall, for instance, okay, sure. who may or may not be named. We don't know, but we'll just yeah, use Chris, an example. Yeah, Chris Whitfield, Lloyd, what, yeah, like the, you know, whoever it is. About? I mean, that's a lot of points. Plus, if your rookie Rock can get you close to that seventy-nine, then suddenly all you need is for that premium to outscore the guy you're upgrading by yeah. that difference, that's like right. between Gaunt. It's, there's very little risk with this as well, because don't forget, you can always revert back, and you've always got Pruce or whoever else next week to swing it to, you know? So, yeah, of course, like McAvoy comes back next week after protocols. Sure. Uh, who, who's to know? Max, Max Lynch is a very good player. So Yeah, he went there for a reason. Well, yeah, exactly. So... And I mean, what happens if he comes out and he's best on ground and he takes 15 marks running around the ground? Unlikely, I know. Sure. I mean, they're not going to drop him. So back in whatever you do and have a bit of fun with it. It is a game, yeah? And we, we've already seen impact with COVID already where it's like this game that we all love and adore is going to be heavily, heavily, you know, influenced and impacted by COVID where luck's going to play a massive part. Definitely. So this whole... Remember four or five weeks ago, we've, we've been talking about the pros and cons of guys who might be injury, and it doesn't yep. matter what the name is, okay? Um, this and that. The fact is, you need to bank your points, and you need to take the opportunities while you can, because next week, the guy who has, hasn't missed a game in 300 games you just could get know. COVID and is out. You know? Well, that's like, right. We're seeing a couple of Hawks that are missing there's some rumored swans we know already there's a couple of public eagles that are missing too all it takes is you to spend some time with the wrong person for a long enough period of time and it, it's bad luck um so luck is always a determination and, and a massive factor in success in fantasy footing. and i'm going to throw another scenario to you yeah, too, please. now I don't, and again, I don't think this was focused on, and maybe everyone was so focused on the individual. But the thing is, like, let's just say Max Gorn, okay? For instance, because we know he's played. Now, it's not out of the realms of possibility that he, that half of Melbourne is got COVID next week and misses. So why would you have outlaid the 900,000, okay, with all of this impacted and it's got nothing to do with bad selection, it's got nothing to do with Gorn being injured or Gorn going out and doing the wrong thing. It's just a lack factor now. So, you know what? Pick guys you want to enjoy to watch. Pick guys you like to follow. Pick people you like. Not who 15 people answer um, when you rate your team on a forum or anything. Pick guys that you like. Because you know what? Anyone could go out at any stage. I think that's some really good advice. I'm keen on your take it again. Maybe it's more AFL fantasy because I think the idea of having a red dot, and that is a non-playing player, um, in your initial squad of 30, in Dream Team or Super Coach, in those formats, we've used that a bit more of an, an exploit over the past few seasons, whether it be your R3, your M11, whatever it is, and, and you're putting in a player more often than not to be able to loop on. Um, or you're banking a guy that you go, I'll get to him down the line and I know he'll play, but it helps me pick up a a captaincy score in round one. And it just gives me the flexibility. We know we're going to get red dots throughout the year, potentially as early as next week. Guys like a DeConning or a Hoff or gosh, Baldwin. so many of them though. It it could come at any point in time. Mate, you think about Diallo Crow, Saligo. Now, I mean, he's only a kid. 
a lot of these guys are only kids, yeah? Yep. And, like, I mean, if Jack Hayes, like, he's determined on whether Paddy Ryder's playing. Hugh Dixon's probably got a little bit of um, With Alan Jack out, Darling, yeah. you know, yeah. Oscar Allen type scenario. These guys get opportunities from other players missing. Like, yes. Sam DeConning, I mean, even let's go back to Sam DeConning. Now, Jed Buyuz isn't there, so there might be a yeah. role there or how, whoever it is, okay? There's Red Dots come. someone. Yeah, Red Dots come. So I think it's going to be, if you're so focused on getting 30 green dots every single week, like I'm not saying don't. Sure. What I'm saying is get as many as you can, but make sure you're picking the guys that you are confident are, are there on merit, like the guys like Nick Dacos, okay? Yeah. Now, and that money that you're spending, when you pay the premiums of the um, rookies, guys like Nick Dacos, guys like Horn Francis, you know, Ward, have some confidence and put them on the ground because there might be the odd occasion where you have one floating as an emergency at times, sure. but we've seen enough, yeah, Connor McDonald, you know, there's enough there around the park with the exception of defence. Yeah. Like a Paddy McCartan. We would never have dreamed we would be talking about Paddy McCarthy. Not right even now. a month ago. Not but even a month ago. He's almost the best job security rookie yeah. in the defense yeah. and forward lines. That's yeah. how ridiculous this is, yeah? Yeah, it, it, it's nuts. Uh, I, let, let me be a bit more direct for you, because again, I, I think Dream Teamer and Super Coaches are used to the red dot strategy because of how they use it. AFL Fantasy, because rolling lockouts are a in contrast, a newer concept to them. It's only really been in the COVID years that they've had that or the odd Thursday night game. I'll, I'll be a bit more blunt. Is it a viable strategy to trade or have in your squad of 30 a guy that will not play this week for the premise of loopholing a captaincy score and the hoped intent that they play next week. Is that a strategy they, that people could entertain? 100% yes. Is there a cash limit? And I think obviously within reason. I'll, I'll, again, I'll be direct. Are we talking about an Elijah Hollands who we know will play? Elijah Hollands is a perfect example, mate. Braden Proust, a perfect example. He will Proust get feels games. wrong he to will. people. You say almost 350000 like you're wasting X amount of money. Talk me through that thought process because I agree yep. with you, but talk me through that because people hear that's a lot of money for nothing that's generating. Yeah, but is it a lot of money? In the like, I, I don't get that thought process. I don't hmm. believe it is a lot of money because I actually think it's relative. Like, if there's no good options there, and if you're going to pay 270000 for a Gib curse, okay, sure. who might give you a 40. And is it a lot of money, MJ, for a guy who could potentially give you anywhere up to 80 points a game? Yeah, and, and it's not just the 80 points a game he gets. It's the Hayes or Dixon type who gives you the 40, 50, 60 this week at a basement price, and it's the banked captaincy score that locks for you and the risk of... We, we saw how easily injuries happen in this game. Christian owners know it all too well, unfortunately, Every player's a minute away from something not going their way. And there's another thing that people aren't really given enough thought here. If you, it opens up DPP as well. Hayes, True. Dixon, and a few others have got DPP already. Now, if you look at a Tristan Cherry, who's very, he's highly owned across the formats. Yes. Now, he's only as a forward right now. 
but there's in-season position. So he's likely, if he gets enough games and enough sure. game time, he's likely to get DPP ruck forward come round six. You know, Proofs across the, the same. Yeah. And that what you're doing right there is you're opening up a lot of linkage. And we're going to, I think DPP's better than spending up big on the bench as well. So if you've got a lot of DPP links, now there's potential here that we get Dacos DPP. Um, Francis DPP. Maybe Hoff. Yeah. DPP, Horn Francis, DPP, Cherry, DPP. Proust may not be uh, right one for the um, GWS, but that doesn't mean he's not best 22. Yes. He may very well spend enough time up forward to actually gain forward eligibility. That's true. There's a lot of tricks that have been um, added to this year with the additions of um, the positions across the board. So, don't be closed-minded. Explore. But when we talk cash, like when someone says to you 350000 that does seem like a lot of money, yeah? Sure. But relative light, when you start comparing it, Horn Francis is three hundred. In AF, yeah, um, that's right. He's 2 yeah. So, I mean, is it relative? Like, is it a lot of money? Well, um, I don't think it is. is 270 Like, I've seen people spend in... Uh, money on, let's say, Josh Sin, who's a massive sub-risk. Similar price point time. too. Yep. Very similar around the mark. There's a lot of cash being spent unnecessarily, I think, on guys that I wouldn't think are 100% guaranteed to be best 22 if they're fit on any given week. So, and I think that's an interesting point. And, and again, using Hoff as the example, having confidence in what the Eagles are doing with so many injuries, it's really hard to get an accurate read on. Have they earned a position through preseason or is it, and this sounds a bit more crass, you're fit. So you play. Well, that's, that's what not, it is though, AJ. It, I know, but if the same with the deconning, is it okay? Well, we don't have O'Connor or Buse. Um, you're in, or is it that? time's ultimately the determination of these factors through there. And luck is going to be a huge factor for us off the back of that. I think that's really important. And then the most important thing I'd say is you must feel confident and comfortable with your team because it's your team. It should, it shouldn't have to hold the test of I asked Rids or MJ or I asked insert fantasy expert. Or I went to this podcast. I went on this stream and they said X, therefore I will. If that's your motivation because somebody else says it, you should do it, you are in trouble, not just in fantasy, but in life. Um, it's got to be, I know this, this is my logic and my reasoning. I believe it holds weight and I would rather die wondering on my own decisions and sword than be able to turn around and blame, insert uh, expert's name here or insert friend's name here. You told me to do this and it went wrong. No, well, that's on you, not on them. So the thing is as well, okay, there's another part of this as well where watch the game, get a good feel for it for yourself yeah. and back yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if you think Crips running around, you know, free, moving, get doing what he did the other week is absolutely a sign that he's going to get back to where he was, back sure. it in. Yeah. Don't doubt it. Because, like, I mean, I, I can't believe how many people – are so negative, worried about what someone can't do rather than focusing on what they can do. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, uh, really and often what happens is when they do do that, we start ever as a society, we start jumping at shadows. So yeah, so it's very, very interesting. And it's just an intriguing, you know, after one game. We do it data every size. Year. We do it every side. People want to jump off. The guy that they were only absolutely adamant was the only option. Yeah. You know, after one poor performance, it's like, come on, guys and girls, let's just back ourselves in. It's only one game. It's a, it's a marathon. Yeah. We've I think got a some long way to go. Yeah. There, there's another 22 weeks to go after this one. So if you find yourself after one day, two days, three days, four games, and going, oh, this is a bad start, that's okay. Success in fantasy football, regardless of the format, trading. It's all it is. It's just one game, yeah, one poor trading game. one rookie call. It's a trading game. And so that's right. That's the fun. And you know what? And preseason doesn't have to end because your team's locked in. Every week you should be exploring the options. You should be looking at anything and everything and really enjoying the, you know, the intricacies of this game, of the trading game. You explore anything and everything. And if you better your team and you're comfortable with it, knock yourself out, do it. You know, there's no right way or wrong way. And there's often there's many times many ways to skin that cat you know so there's no right there's no wrong it all gets you know spat out in the wash yeah that's some really good advice man i think it's going to help some people as they're heading into either the second or the third day of rolling lockout depending on where they're listening i think that's really helpful is there anything else before we wrap up this episode that you really want to cover before we hit again a time of recording or a handful of hours away from thursday night teams being announced is there any other last bits of nuggets of gold you want to drop before we wrap up just think, no, nah, there's no nuggets of gold. I just want to give everyone the, just relax. It's only a game, people. Don't get so stressed. Get off social media. Enjoy footy being back with crowds. Yeah. Cheer for your team. Cheer for the guys you like. You know, who cares about scores and everything else? That will sort itself out at the end of each round. Like, just just enjoy it. This is good. We've been all locked up for how long now? Yeah, long it feels time. like we've lost two, maybe three years of our life. Like, let's get back to a little bit of normality where we can actually have a bit of fun. Yeah, I, I really like that, man. Hey, as always, appreciate your work on this podcast episode, man. Yeah, no worries. And it's sorry about the impromptu nature of it, but no, I, I we'll think it's. We go. I think it's going to help some people as they head into their final few parts of the rolling lockout this week. If there's something we can do to help support you, then make sure you reach out uh, to us over social media or you can become a Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel. There's a bunch of exclusive rewards and opportunities and some cash prizes to get involved. Um, Some people that have just become premium tier Patreon supporters are Luke Downton, Susan Black, Jason Harvey and Joel Bauer. Uh, we appreciate you guys and your support. Uh, if you want to jump in just as simple at the cash cow level, it's a couple of bucks a month. You'll also get our exclusive cash cow guide. You can go and check that out. All the links for that at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel. Good luck with the rest of round one, friends. We hope it goes well for you. And we can't wait to chat to you on the other side of the first week of fantasy footy for 2022.